All right, welcome back to the Comic Book Revolution podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rock. By my side, on this grand adventure, Kevin. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, doing well. All right, Kevin. On this episode of the Comic Book Revolution podcast, we are going to tackle... The latest news coming our way from both Marvel Comics and DC Comics, we've gotten the December solicitations, right? We've got the slate of movies and TV shows for 2023 and on, and we're going to look at what the December solicitations tell us and give our predictions going forward into 2023 as to what we think we're going to get Maybe what might get axed and what might become a big hit. So kind of just spitball a little bit based on what we know now, what we can expect for 2023, because it's, it's, it's rapidly approaching. Kevin, before you know it, we're yeah. all going to be hanging stockings on the mantel place for St. Nick to come by and put something in it for us, aren't we? It's getting yeah. there. Um, it is. All <laughs> Halloween decorations are already up right now for Halloween right now. <laughs> Even though it's a... Even though it's mid-September, I know everybody's putting out their Halloween decorations. That's like, right. That's right. First, September 1st. Heck yeah. Are you kidding me? My wife loves putting up Halloween decorations, Kevin. She started to put some up. I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. It's September. No, we will not do this. <laughs> yeah. You see, all, you see all those decorations at Costco that they already have the Christmas lights yes. and everything. You're like, yes. Yeah. And like, no, not yet. We'll get there. Um. All right. Well, before we attend for like the next month and a half at, and on your front yard. Right. Right. No, we're not doing that. But my wife almost bought. She almost bought some pumpkins, Kevin. I'm like, it's like 88 degrees outside. I'm not putting a pumpkin out when it's 88 degrees. All right. Before we get to the matter hand, Kevin, let's do a little bit of housekeeping, shall we? As always, you can download and listen to the Comic Revolution podcast on all podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon. Please make sure to rate and review with five stars. It helps everyone to find the podcast, and we love to hear from everyone as well. Of course, you can go to comicbookrevolution.com for all of our reviews and commentary and whatnot. As a matter of fact, Kevin's posted a couple articles on both DC and Marvel Comics' December solicitations. We got a review on Batgirls number 10. We got one for Axe Judgment Day number 4. I've got one on the August 2022 graphic novel sales charts. So we got plenty to check out. There's always something going on over there. You can also check us out on our Comic Revolution Facebook page. You can follow the revolution over on Twitter at CB Revolution. You can, of course, listen to our sister podcast, the Manga Revolution podcast, on all podcast services. And you can follow the Manga podcast over at the Manga podcast on Twitter. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Rock with 2Ks Revolution. And you, Kevin. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and TikTok at the Kevin Lanus. All right, my friend. Well, we got some news. We've got all the solicitations for December, Kevin. And I kind of want to start there first and just get your take on some some of the things that are headed our way from both publishers. And then I want to step back, look at each publisher holistically. What does Marvel have going on? What does DC have going on? And what we think each company is going to be able to do in 2023 based on what we're seeing now. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Let's start with, let's start with Marvel comics and their, and their December solicitations. 
I want to direct your attention to one in particular before I kind of just open it up to you to get your imp- general impressions on what may have caught your eye. But there's one I want to direct your attention to because I think it's kind of a big one, and it's Timeless 2022. And here we're setting the stage for Kang the Conqueror. We obviously know that Disney likes to have synergy between the comics, right, and, and, and the movies and the TV shows. That's obvious. And Kang is now being positioned over in the TV shows and the movies as the next big bad, kind of taking Thanos' place in that role. So Disney needs the comics to kind of give Kang a push. Remember how? Remember the push we got to Thanos before he appeared in the MCU? My God, it was like Thanos out the yin-yang. He was everywhere. I, I think yeah. at one point Thanos was running the cafeteria in Avengers Mansion. It was outrageous, <laughs> Kevin. He was everywhere. Yeah. Well, we're going to hey, see the same thing. Part of, that was part of the big first part of Hickman's run, too. Yes. So. Yeah. And so we're going to see that with Kang now. And so Timeless is really going to kick this off in earnest. What are your feelings about this? Kang is a character that is, he is a longtime Avengers villain, but I would never say that Kang was a big name villain mm-hmm. per se. Not in the same way that your average person knows the Green Goblin. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, or he's never been positioned as the big event villain. He's oh, like right. Thanos has always been like the end boss of end bosses for Marvel too. So multiple um, big events. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even before, even before the MCU, even yes. was a thing. So yes. like, and everybody, even if, if you were just a casual Marvel fan, Thanos was the name that like it was on the dark side level of like he's not in every story, but when he appears, you know it's special. It, you or got like, that right. Deal that like everybody needs to assemble for it. Yeah, Kang's never been that way. So how how are you feeling about this? Uh, it's going to be interesting because I, I do think that Kang the Conqueror is uh, because of Marvel's plans for this, like what the phase, uh, phase four through mm-hmm. six, which is the multiverse saga. I think Kang is a good appropriate villain for that type mm-hmm. of thing because it's not he doesn't also just have the Avengers ties. He has the Fantastic Four ties, which we know the Fantastic Four are going to be a bigger deal now. Yeah, luckily, thank thankfully, because the first family of Marvel needs to be get that love. <laughs> ah, right. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they especially lean into like the Kang the Conqueror's lineage with the Richards being a Nathaniel Richards. Yeah, right. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the version we get in that because there's been a lot of versions <sighs> of Kang. But I wouldn't be surprised if they lean heavily into him being a Richards. So right. that way it gives a connection between the Fantastic Four and Avengers. Yeah. yeah. And I think Timeless 2022 is going to be the start of that, of like kind of connecting the dots there because... You need you do need to start start doing that and how even I wouldn't be surprised if because of quantum mania that you see more of the ties of like how he uses possibly Ant Man technology mm-hmm. of like Hank Pym mm-hmm. and maybe Hank Pym will finally get so much hate for a long time. <laughs> um, um, I just so want to bring up again, Kevin. It was not supposed to be a slap. That was an artist error. I just want to go back to that fact. It was not supposed to be a slap, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know, I know you love mentioning that anytime we talk about him. But yeah, no, I think it, he's a good, like, compared to Thanos, where Thanos is more like a cosmic threat or yeah. overall threat, I think this yeah. will, especially because of like the, what the multiverse saga is probably going to focus mostly, it's focusing mostly on the Avengers, and we're going to get the Fantastic Four towards the, right before the Kang Dynasty movie. I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to be tying in like how, like the Fantastic Four, are, I would say are probably going to get elevated a lot in 2023 if we're getting into predictions. Yeah. That they're going to be investing not just in Kang, but the Fantastic Four, like moving forward until that 2024 movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I 
completely agree. Kang is a, that's a tough character, Kevin, because his continuity is a mess. Yeah, it is very hard to keep track of that continuity. So, I think that Timeless might be a, a the right the right title to kind of maybe streamline it a little bit yeah. and, and make it easier to consume for the masses because it's remember Kang is one of several characters and he gets he gets confused he yeah. gets really confusing really fast yeah oh yeah it always depends on the writer and who yeah who the writer loves at that point like he could be iron man or he could be yeah reed richards like long like great 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 grandson or something yep. like that or whatever yep. it could be so yeah but i wouldn't be surprised if they lean into the uh, reed richards ties into like reed it's richards got to they got ties. to yeah they got to like they're gonna probably tie him into reed richards and sue storm and also i wouldn't be surprised if like if we're predicting stuff, I, I think that the Council of Reed Richards are going to come back as well I'm, in a big way. Yeah, I would think I, so. I, and then Kang, Kang will be involved in that because yeah. we haven't really seen that yet of the Kang being involved with the Council right. of Reed Richards yet. I mean, look, just for the record, Kevin, Kang has been Iron Lad, he's been Ramatut, he's been Victor Timely, he's been Scarlet Centurion, he's been Amortis. There's a lot of options there, Kevin. The man likes, he likes many different names, all right? Don't pin him down to just one name. He likes to have options, okay? Yeah, yeah no. And I wouldn't be surprised, especially since we're doing multiverse saga, that we'll see multiple versions. Right. Like, we already know that Loki one, I don't think is the same version that's going to appear in Ant-Man. Okay, got it. Got it. So, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, each time he appears in a movie, maybe we'll, we'll see him dressed differently. <laughs> Until maybe with the Kang Dynasty one, that's where we're going to get the iconic version of like Kang. Right. And, but every other version is going to be a little bit different in terms of style. I could absolutely see that. Absolutely see that. Yeah. All right, well, aside from Timeless, Kevin, I just wanted to hit that one out the box because that was the one that released of all the December 2022 solicitations that's the one that really is the biggest headliner that Marvel has coming to us as we go forward in 2023 what else from the December solicitations from Marvel really uh, got your attention yeah so I think the other one uh, I think the biggest one is going to be Jason Aaron's run of Avengers Mm because they're timing it out with 2022 I think the final issue doesn't come out until January but it all lines Mm -hmm. up for us to get a new creative team so I'm wouldn't be surprised if maybe they announced a new creative team for Avengers at New York Comic Con coming right. up because we got that in a, in about a month or two. Sure. I do really want to know who is following up Jason Aaron because Jerry, Jason Aaron's run has been divisive at best, mm-hmm. I would say. And I loved his Thor run. He's done a great job with Wolverine, but his Avengers run has been left a lot to be desired. It hasn't grabbed a lot of people's interest and those that do love it. I don't see that many of them, at least in my <laughs> bubble. Obviously, there's a lot of fans with it. It's sure. done relative. It sells okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not selling gangbusters. No. Like Jonathan no. Hickman was writing the, the series. No. And, or like even Brian Bendis. I don't no. think it, it's like around no. like a little bit less than Brian Bendis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. Personally, I've been reading it off Marvel Unlimited. <laughs> uh, and that's how I'm re- I've been reading his run. Right. So it's been solid from what I read, but I'm not reading it weekly yeah. or monthly. Yeah. And so, but it, it is a giant run because he's been on it for about. Four or five years now? Four or five years now, yeah. Yeah, so so it's been a while, so I'll be interested to see who is lined up because I don't really know who would be lined up for the next Avengers run, to be honest. Yeah, that's a good question. I bailed on Aaron's Avengers run early, early in. So, I mean, I don't think I've read it since, I don't know, past several years at least. I don't even know who Marvel has that they could give this flagship franchise to out of their roster of writers. I just don't, yeah. I just don't know. 
Yeah, my first guess would have been maybe someone like Jerry Duggan, but he's busy with the X-Men stuff because yeah. he seems like he's one of the main X-Men writers right now. Yep. He is going to be working on Invincible Iron Man number one, so he is going to be in that Avengers world, but I think Jerry uh, Duggan is a little bit too busy to yeah, that unless think... they want to have synergy between the X-Men and, and Avengers, which I think based on even the MCU timeline, yeah. I don't even think we're going to get the X-Men until after... <laughs> After right. this current multiverse saga. Yeah, I agree. So I, I don't think that they're going to head in that direction of the X-Men Avengers synergy too much nope. right now. My first guess, maybe one of the rising talents is Jed McKay, who's done. Uh, movie, maybe I, I did love his Black Cat run. And I think his Black Cat was like one of the best titles that Marvel has published in the last few years. And he's done a lot of good work. I know Rocky don't like it, the Iron Cat ah! just because of the. Of the, th- uh, of the title itself, but in terms of the writing, Black but I don't mind his writing though. I liked yeah, his writing, it, it, yeah, on Black Cat, so I think, yeah, yeah. So I think he's going to do well, and I think even Iron Cat, he does a good job writing Tony Stark in that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He has a fun version of Tony Stark. Yep. So he is the, probably the one of the writers that I would say I wouldn't be surprised about getting it. And then yeah, and after that, I don't really know because I'm even running down the list of like the authors that are in the solicitations. Yeah. Like unless they get like John Ridley who has the Black Panther run right now, but he's still busy with his Hollywood work. Yeah. I don't think he. I don't think he'll be. No. It, even though and. I forgot that Ram V is starting to work with Marvel as well. Yeah. So he's another one, but unless he stops working with DC stuff, I don't know if tackling the Avengers will be the best. I think the Avengers is, that's not in his wheelhouse. And then I think the only other name is Steve Orlando. Like the only other name that Steve is Orlando. Steve Orlando who's working a lot more with Marvel. Yeah, that's true. Is like probably him and Jed McKay would be the two that I would, I think that are, would be the next Avengers writers because Steve Orlando has, yep. like, he's worked on Justice League Dark. He's yep. worked on a bunch of t- big titles for DC. Mm-hmm. I think he is someone that they maybe, he could stick with Marauders because he's writing Marauders right now for Marvel. That's right. But maybe if he wants to add a couple more Marvel titles and he is up for it because I know he's doing indie work as well, his mm-hmm. own his own stuff. Mm-hmm. He's another writer that I could see working on it and a big name. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Marvel doesn't have many big name writers anymore, so no. it's it's I don't know. This is going to be interesting to see. Maybe they'll surprise us and hire somebody that that we don't see coming. I I don't I don't know. They did recently bring back Kieran Gillen. Just they did came back to Marvel recently. Yeah. He's working on obviously right. AX AXE Judgment Day uh-huh. right now. He's working on a couple titles. He's, so they they yeah. have brought back talent. Greg Pak is just coming back to yep. write a yep. new another version of Planet Hulk. So. Marvel has come back and gotten writers that have worked with them in the past to convince them. And we know that Jonathan Hickman's always waiting in the wings. For oh, them. yeah. Whenever Marvel and Disney put the big paycheck in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I don't think he's going to do it. I, I think it will be like either, like in terms of the current stable, Jed McKay and Steve Orlando no, one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it would probably be the third choice would be a wild card of whoever they bring back that's worked for them. Right. Except Brian Bendis, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Agreed. Honestly, your selections are about as good as anything I can come up with. Of, of the people they have currently, you know, I just not been very impressed by their writer lineup and they just don't have much big name talent. Really? The ones you mentioned, Orlando yeah. and McKay, I yeah. mean, that's as good as anybody who, yeah. out like, of who they got. The wild card would. Has Dan Slott worked on Avengers before? Well, he wrote the Mighty Avengers, remember, back in the day. Oh, when... oh yes, yes, you're right. Yes. Yeah. So, so, I mean... He's just coming off the Fantastic Four. They could slide him over. On a, I, know, I know he's working on a secondary Spider-Man title. Yeah. But Dan Slott is not working on anything, which he's going to be a really divisive pick because I know a lot of people 
either love him or hate him. So in terms of writing, yeah. So that would be a very. I don't know if Marvel would want to go with that because it, even Mar even Marvel and Dan Slott didn't recognize how divisive of a creator he is. So yeah. I don't know if they just want to go with the goodwill, and that's why I say the goodwill pick. And yeah. I think that a lot of fans will be like, "Oh, I'm interested to see what they do." Is Jed McKay and or Steve Orlando, right. and that also have names within Mar with Marvel fans. Yeah, now I think that's about as good of a guess as any, Kevin. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the other thing, it's not it's it's an event crossover right now, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with Dark Web because we we're getting a, our first crossover between Spider-Man and X-Men and I don't remember how long. Yeah. So that, that I think I thought that was a no notable thing. And for me, I wrote this in my solicitation analysis uh -huh. is that I'm surprised that they didn't do a Dark Web main miniseries events. And I'm not sure if you saw the checklist rock. But the checklist is basically you have to read all the titles oh. in the events, all like the tie-ins and everything. There's no chapter list. Right, right. Every So they didn't actually do a chapter list or yeah. that these are the key issues to read. They just basically said, hey, read all of them. Oh, my God. So like, like it seems like Amazing Spider-Man may be the main ones, but we have Dark Web X-Men. We have Venom part of it. We have Norman Osborn. I don't know why, but he's suddenly become a good guy, and his good guy version is Golden golden goblin right. called so yes yeah, so like they cre came up with the most creative name possible for that yeah. and then they have the black cat mary jane mi miniseries as well which both those characters seem to be a key part of the event too so yeah. i was very surprised that they didn't come up with a dark web miniseries yeah and and that just stood out to me because i was kind of interested i had it in my head mm -hmm. i was like you know what i'm interested i love the x-men right now i love where the x-men direction is going and I do enjoy X-Men and Spider-Man, so right. maybe I'll jump back into Amazing Spider-Man. But knowing that there's no specific Dark Web miniseries kind of completely turned me off. And I'm just like, okay, I'll just continue not reading any Spider-Man book. Because I haven't read a Spider-Man book since Amazing Spider-Man number one by Zeb Wells. Like, right. That issue just completely turned me off. And yep. I haven't actually read a Spider-Man book since then. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I had the same reaction. I also stopped reading Spider-Man after Amazing Spider-Man number one came out, and I just was like, yeah, I just didn't like the new direction. So I tapped out, and I tapped out of X-Men when uh, Hickman left. So it was going to be a hard sell to get me to buy Dark Web, but I was at least open to the possibility, depending on the creative team and the concept yeah. for the story. But once it, I've... Once I like you, once I found out that it's not going to be a mini series supported by a bunch of tie-in issues, that it's I've got to read. No, I'm not going to read all this crap. Like mm -hmm. it's just such a cheap sales stunt that mm -hmm. I just I'm not going to reward publishers anymore when they do stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it. You know, just yeah, not going to do the it. Same like like even like AXE, which I'm actually enjoying this X Men Avengers Eternals crossover uh -huh. right now. I've actually been enjoying it a lot. It's a fun blockbuster, right. mindless comic book event that like is actually enjoyable because mm -hmm. you're not you're turning off your brain. I'm not reading most of the tie-ins unless it's a, a title right. I already have on my pull list. Yeah, I haven't been reading any of the tie-ins because I think the only tie-in really I'm reading is from the X Men main series and the X Men Red. Mm -hmm. And then outside of that, I'm not reading any tie-ins because I'm not adding more because there's too many. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's my mentality with any events is like, unless I'm reading that title already, it has to be a really good creative team to get me to read the mini series tie in series. Again, the checklist itself turned me off. Cause I, I want a clear direction on this. Cause if you don't give me a clear direction, why am I going to read it anyways? Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you on that. I'm the same way. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? Peak your yeah, interest. I think, I think th this is going to be interesting to see what your reaction is, Rock. Okay. But Doctor Strange is returning in Strange Number Nine. Now, Shocking! So. What? Yeah. So what? So, you yeah, mean so. a publisher kills off a, a big name character and then brings them back? 
less than a year later. We, we've never seen this. This is new ground. <laughs> Yeah, but you know yeah. what? You know what? The big, big notable thing is that Strange is coming back with full white hair too. Like, so he's he going is. full. Like, he's letting that full gray come in. So he's you he know, is level uh, silver locks. He is um, a silver fox now. The ladies beware. Yeah, so it's uh, just like the, side, the sideburns, right? <laughs> uh, that he's been forever. His hair probably now. Yes. he's just stopped dying his hair. Death, death I, does I, that for I, you. I think this is interesting, just because again, Rock, you watch Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, right? I have. Yeah, so you know the ending credits where uh-huh. Clea does, does come out at the yeah. end. So I think yep. this is just going to be more set up because I think it was the one time where they had the synergy of Clea's glory. It started to become a popular uh-huh. character in the Marvel Universe again. Yeah, yeah. I think this is just going to continue that. While she is the Sorcerer Supreme right now, uh-huh. um, there's been a lot of people that have had Sorcerer Supreme outside of Doctor Strange. Yep. I think this is where we're going to see that synergy. They're going to try and build up in terms yes. of Doctor Strange. Yeah. More of his world, all the characters in his world. And I think he and Clea are probably going moving forward in the magical side of Marvel. Mm-hmm. They're going to probably be the two main characters that we see continue developing. I'm not sure if that means that Doctor Strange will take over Strange number nine after Strange number nine, or if they're going yeah. to be like co-starring in it. I hope that it's a co-star because I want them to build up both characters. Cause I think that is really the best way. If you especially Clea, who's been gone for a long time. Oh, she yeah. hasn't really appeared or as a main character in anything for a long time. Mm-hmm. If the pl- Marvel's plan is to, they want to successfully build her up or whenever Doctor Strange 3 comes out, I think the best way is to just have her and Doctor Strange co-lead a series, build out their relationship, and even build out like how they do interact in the magical world. Because, again, Strange is really like the only con- magic character that gets consistently used yep. in compared to all the others, even though... Shout out to Strange Academy. If you haven't read Strange Academy, <laughs> it's an awesome series. If you're into like the magical world, into yeah. you know something like Harry Potter or anything like that, or from Magic School, it has a lot of cool. It's a very fun series that I think did the right way of expanding the magic world through like new characters and new characters' eyes that are learning magic. So shout out to Strange Academy. Yep. But again, I'll I'll be interested to see if this means that like moving forward, that Strange and Clear are going to be like co-leads for moving forward. I would. I'm guessing that it's going to be co-leads only because I firmly believe Disney wants the synergy going between the MCU and the comic books. I mean, that's obviously where Disney Disney wants to go in that direction as much as they possibly can. So my guess is you get co-leads. I think that's almost a no-brainer. I would be shocked and amazed. Usually the MCU drives the train and Marvel Comics kind of toes the line and follows them. So... I would expect it yeah. to be a co-lead. Yeah, and given just going into the movie stuff and the movie slate, we only know Phase 6 has Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. Avengers, King Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars. We know that there's going to be more movies in Phase 6. There's going to be movies in between. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't shock me if Doctor Strange 3 is part of Phase 6. Eh, yeah. Uh, because Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I think that... I know others that didn't, but I think it was so far the most successful post-pandemic MCU yeah. movie right now. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah um, obviously, sure. So I think it, that success and seeing how well it did in the box office that we're going to get a Doctor Strange 3, like, it, yeah. before face, like the multiverse saga ends. Right, and that and, would make sense. Obviously, it's going to be a Clea-Doctor Strange pairing, because since they got Charlize Theron. So they casted her as as Clea already. So we know if you're going to cast such a big name, yeah. there's no way we're not getting Doctor Strange <laughs> 3 within the next couple of years. So uh, I yeah. think that is a phase six movie. Right. And that's going to probably fill in between like the time Fantastic Four and Avengers comes out. 
Yep, I think you're right on that. I think the only other Phase 4 movie, which... Or Phase 6, and I don't know if it's Phase 6 or Phase 5, because I don't know the years, because they're all together now. Right. (laughs) It's Captain America, uh, New World Order, which comes out in 2024, but Mm -hmm. early. So... Yep. And then they have Thunderbolts as well. I've lost track of the phases, to be honest. Because <laughs> uh, now everything's together. Like it would in a, what, a three-year time time period is like all these movies are coming out for Marvel. Yeah, I know. It's a lot. So, so but It's a lot. Again, that, that's just my prediction is that we're just moving forward that Strange and Clear are going to probably be co-leads in anything that they appear yeah. in. We do have the Doctor Strange miniseries, the other miniseries yep, that's going that's on true. with just him. Yep. So yep. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that, where any main series with Doctor Strange will be with him and Clea. Yes. And Wong, because everybody yes. knows Wong, too. Yes. And then we'll still get Doctor Strange miniseries here mm-hmm. and there for people that just want that. Mm-hmm. Nope. I think I think you're spot on with that. Even though they're not the best sellers, like, but Doctor Strange has been consistent in terms of those titles have always been solid. I think like yep. they've never been bad; they've just no. been solid, like solid or great. Yep. And then there's always the breakout great titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think Aaron's run on on Doctor Strange was actually pretty good recently. That's right. Yeah. And there's there's been others like that, and I think Doctor Strange is kind of almost like Daredevil, even though he, Strange has never had the same success as Daredevil True. in terms of every title that Doctor Strange is in is either so, like solid, solid or great. Yeah. Like one of the two. Yeah. But I've never seen, a, I've never really read a bad Doctor Strange title. Mm-mm. No, so, no. He's, he's pretty he just hasn't had that success of Daredevil where Daredevil has that success. And, of like, when was the last time you had a da- bad Daredevil series, right? Right. <laughs> right. I honestly don't remember, like Frank, ever since Frank Miller, they've done a good job with that. Agreed. And and Strange is on that level. It's just that he doesn't have that sales success yet. Yep. Agreed. Absolutely. So, well, well so how about you, Rock? Is there anything that stood out to you in the solicitations for December or like going into 2023? The only thing that got me excited, well, trepidatiously, I would say, would be Invincible Iron Man number one. Mm-hmm. If we're going to finally get a good Tony Stark Iron Man comic, I'm all for it. But I mean, I don't know. I have my concerns. It looks yeah. like we're once again. Going to have Tony having lost everything. How many times has this dude lost his wealth and his friends and his fame? Like, oh my God, Kevin, ever since the demon in the bottle storyline, which by the way, Kevin, was forever. We're talking about the 1980s now, Kevin. It's been a long time, all right? I feel like it's just wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah, Iron Man is just in that weird cycle. Oh. Everybody, every creator that comes on to his, his title wants to tell their own version yes. of the Iron Bottle. Like, they, there can't be an escape. Like, obviously, some of them don't deal with the alcoholism. They just deal right. with more of, like, the sad depression and all that stuff. Yep. But almost every run since then, it feels like oh. it's just leading up to a Demon in the Bottle version. Like, yes. they're just updating that. Like, there's no new Iron Man story that can be told. Like, no. the only other story that was, like, kind of new was Extremists. Which yes. Like oh, either, yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Either, you're right. Yeah. That was either. either like, that was cool. I think, I, I think Iron Man is really in the cycle of like either it's going to be the yes. modern version of Demon in the Bottle or it's going to be the extremist storyline. It's yeah. one of the two. Seriously. And the one hope I have is because I do enjoy D- Jerry Duggan's current X Men run. I think it's more for people that are just looking for classic superhero adventure right. stories. Yeah. I think he does a really good job with that, and that's the one part where I am going to definitely give Invincible Iron Man a shot because I think. Iron Man definitely needs to just go back to classic superhero adventures. Oh, agreed. Stop going to space. I enjoyed a super yes. sci-fi with Iron Man, but it has to make sense. And I think that's where like even Dan Slott lost the narrative is like he went too, too sci-fi with him, too futuristic. And yeah. I think that's the other problem with Iron Man is that sometimes people focus too much on him being a futurist, Yes, which isn't really a thing. It's more, he's just trying to safeguard Earth and he's right. trying to 
figure out the best way to protect people. Thank you. And it's not just yes. that. Obviously, that means looking into the future, but that's not what he's that's, obsessed with. He's right. just looking to figure out, hey, you know what? After me being a warmonger for so long, now I want to protect people. And how am I going to use my technology to best protect people now in the present and even yeah. set up the future, but not just solely f- focus on the future. So I, that's what I hope is done. And like Jerry Duggan has shown that he is very much in terms of his X-Men run yeah. that he knows to do that. Of Let's keep the character yeah. in the present. Let's focus on relationships. Let's focus on just, let me tell a fun superhero story. And right. I think that's what Iron Man needs right now is yep. just to tell fun superhero yes. stories and develop his rogues gallery. Yeah. So no, then the solicitation tells you, it's the beginning of the end as the golden Avenger must fight yeah. for his life and find out what it really means to hit rock bottom. The dude was <laughs> full blown alcoholic and homeless, homeless, literally homeless. Okay. We know, we know yeah. what rock bottom is move on. Yeah. So I'm with you. Just focus on fun superhero stories. So that's why I, I, I don't have high hopes, even though they're restarting yeah. from number one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like the only high hope I have is just if Jerry Duggan does just go into his, yeah. what his expert wheelhouse is more, is, let me just go back to fun superhero stories. Yeah. If he does that, then I think it could be really good. Yeah. But if he, he does the same thing that every Iron Man writer since Demon Bottle has done. Yeah, no thanks. Is focus on that. I think that's where he's going. Don't fall into that same pitfall. Absolutely agree. Uh, that was yeah. really, the honestly, out of the Avengers. What I do find interesting and, I, and I'm so surprised that Disney, who is so good about synergy, we got Thunderbolts coming out July 26, 2024. And yeah. that's going to be here sooner than you think. And I'm a little surprised that we're not getting any synergy between a Thunderbolts comic and the Thunderbolts movie because yeah. the Thunderbolts miniseries that we're currently getting, Kevin, is just this random mix mash of characters that are not in the TV show at all. So I'm like, well, this is... Weird. You would think that Marvel would be like, hey, we need a Thunderbolts comic. Let's pull together the roster that's going to be in the MCU movie and let's roll it out. Let's get fans interested. Let's get the hardcore fans interested first. And then the hardcore fans can proselytize to the normies out there, right? And help gin up interest in a bunch of characters that people don't really know that well. I'm really shocked that we're not getting a Thunderbolts title, that, that we're getting the one we're getting now versus one that's like the MCU one. That's surprising. Yeah, and I think that goes into our prediction for 2023. And and one of mine's is that we're we are going to get that Thunderbolts ro- roster or close enough to that Thunderbolts a roster that we saw right. announced at D23, like get its own title sometime at some point next year, right? Because it's coming out 2024. It's still a, a, a year and a half out, yeah. like almost two years out. So there's still time, and I think that's one title we are going to see at some point in 20. I think earlier than early 2023 is that roster with Winter Soldier with Ilana. And then even U.S. agents and then maybe Red Guardian and Taskmaster, too. But again, it will probably be a mix of different ones. Maybe we'll get some classic Thunderbolts like Songbird or somebody like that. But I do think that we're going to get an ongoing series and that this miniseries, I could almost tell that this miniseries was announced without the knowledge that there's going to be a Thunderbolts (laughs) movie, it seems like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the Thunderbolts name in general, we've we've seen Thunderbolts comics every couple of years. Like they come they come out pretty consistently. That's like one series that Marvel would does come back of like, hey, what, what title do we need to fill out our publishing lineup? Right. Agreed. So, totally agree. So I wouldn't be, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if like just going into predictions of that. Cause I also think that we're probably going to get a, like they do have like that full time miniseries with Monica Rambo. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised in 2023 that we see like a Captain Marvel esque event or miniseries. Yeah. I can see that. 
because because again you got the marvels coming out i don't know what they're doing with guardians of the galaxy because they're being very quiet with guardians so i think we're going to probably see sometime like early 2023 since it comes out in may of next year that we'll see something with guardians related we don't really see much with ant-man or the wasp so those are other characters that i'm surprised that we don't have a a ongoing series for them or something or something yeah we do have a couple mini series for ant-man but that's it and wasp is non-existent right now yeah so what's going on with those characters and i think that's what we're going to probably see in the january solicitations with like anything that's coming out in 2023 i wouldn't be surprised if we get those like blade because especially with jason aaron's run ending right now blade has been a big part of Aaron's run. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we get an ongoing Blade series coming up some at some point. And I think that that just fleshes out 2023 for Marvel. Hopefully it doesn't get delayed because I love the first one is Across the Spider-Verse, the Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Spider-Verse event because that's what Dan Slott's secondary Spider-Man con yeah, is yeah, building yeah. up to as a, another Spider-Verse event. Yeah, And I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we also get in 2023 is a Dan Slott writing the, the official sequel to Spider-Verse. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. At least well, that, again, that's my prediction. What do you think, Rock? Are we what do you think of like going into like this new year? What Marvel's gonna be doing? We got to be getting I, I we gotta there is no blade comic, is there right now? No. We gotta be getting no, he's, a blade he, he, comic. He's a he's a peer, but he is a main character in the current Avengers. Right, roster. he is in the current Avengers, but he's gotta be getting a title. Right, mm-hmm. he has to be. There's no way we don't yeah. get a, a Blade solo comic in 2023. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that, just because you got to have Blade if you're, especially because I think that Blade will be a surprise for many of how yeah. big it does in the box office next year. Yeah, I think we got to be getting a Blade comic book next in 2023. Mm-hmm. That just has to happen. And yeah. I gotta think that it's about time. It, and this is these are wild cards. This may not happen in 2023. This might I might be projecting too far. This may be 2024. But this franchise has been dormant for too long. But the Nova Core, yeah. uh, if there's going to be a Nova streaming show, there's going to be a Nova comic. That's got to happen. And I'm curious to see how they'll handle it because the Nova franchise has kind of been mucked about with a lot over yeah. the past five years. It's, it's kind of a mess. They're all over the place. Like they just can't, Marvel can't seem to pick a direction. Like, Pick a lane and stick in it for a while. They can't seem to do that. So I would imagine we're going to get some type of Nova series. They're going to have to try to clean up that continuity, give the Nova Corps some kind of sense of purpose and direction Mm -hmm. and identity. And then the other thing I'm expecting, and this has to happen because the character is too minor of a character, Kevin, but Wonder Man, he's going to have to get a comic book, Kevin. He's got to because, honestly, Wonder Man is a character that a lot of current comic book readers don't know Squadoosh about, okay? Mm. It's just readers like me who have been around for a long time know Wonder Woman. So that's another one that really and, and, needs and, and, a comic and, and a gimmick. Because that's going to be a TV show, right? That's right. It's going to be a TV show. Uh, like, Yeah, so it's going to be on Disney+, Plus. Yeah. but they haven't announced a date. And, right. But then they haven't announced an actor for it either, right? That's right. Like, so, I know like some people are trying to cast a uh, fan cast Henry Cavill there. That would be what a gem that would be. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, but uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting because if you look at just the TV slate and the movie slate, I know there's a Secret Invasion conflict going on right now, which right. is targeted towards the Secret Invasion series that's going to come out early 2023. I wouldn't be surprised if Echo get Echo gets a, a mini series at some point because she she's going to get her series that's currently filming. Loki's getting a series as well that's next year, and then. I think that one event that we may see just because there's such a focus on it, like 
quietly is the magic world is that so i wouldn't be surprised if we get like a, a doctor strange event sometime next year right. and that agatha agatha is going to be the uh, main villain for that since we got the agatha yep. tv show yep. coming out so i would that's the preferred route i would want to go with that yeah. if they're going to do anything with agatha i want her to be a main villain mm. and i think it, especially when you have doctor strange as a such a big franchise now in terms of the mcu if you want to try and elevate the, the magic world for yeah. Marvel, i would I, like that that would be a, i think a good way to do it is do a magic based event and that doctor strange clea are the main characters you could involve scarlet witch in there you could involve the x-men with magic mm. and then you could involve a lot of corners of the marvel universe but you have characters that don't normally get to star in events in that and then it gives uh, agatha elevation to that main villain role that marvel always needs yeah no agreed agreed that's all yeah, i got for marvel to... do you have anything else for marvel predictions yeah i think i think that's it because again i think a lot of it is just going to be based off what what you see with next next year i wouldn't yep. be sur- uh, the other series i guess i wouldn't be surprised if we get another thing is another what if series like comic mm. series that comes out because we got season two coming out next year too Yep, and that series has been renewed for a third season too. Uh huh. So, again, those, those comics, and then uh, obviously there's going to be random comics that get announced throughout the year that I think will be. But those are the big ones that I think for the next year, going into 2023, we'll see. Yep, agreed. All right, let's pop over to DC Comics, Kevin. Let's look at the December solicitations there, and really, there are only two huge ones that I think we have to mention off the bat, and then I'll just kind of throw it to you to give me if there's anything else that catches your eye, okay? The mm-hmm. two big ones, obviously. The number one, and it's not even close. It's it's Batman Spawn. Uh, oh, yeah. Come on. This is the third one-shot we're getting between these two franchises. It's Todd McFarlane. It's Greg Capullo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it, Batman Spawn. I don't need to say anything else but that. It's This is going to yeah. break the comic book market in half. I, I'd be... Stunned and mm-hmm. amazed that this didn't sell a bajillion, gajillion issues. Okay. Oh, what do you think yeah. of oh, this? Yeah. yeah, this is definitely going to be the number one selling comic book yeah. of the year. Yeah. Um, even though it's coming out in the last month, I wouldn't be surprised if it outsells every other comic yes. book that comes out this year that has already come out. Especially because, again, Batman and Spawn right now, they're the hottest titles right now in terms of you're putting the two most popular comic books going on right now. Mm-hmm. Batman and Spawn is like Spawn is always top in the sales market right now same thing with batman batman's consistently up there so with todd mcfarlane writing it greg capullo on art you really first for batman and spawn fans you don't get better than that to be honest nope i wouldn't know just because i'm not too big of a spawn fan Uh so like or i haven't grown up a spawn fan and i don't really read those comic books but i know how big they are it's unavoidable how big they are so that's why i do think that this is gonna be the number one selling comic book of the year for sure no doubt Yep, absolutely. This will take the number one spot, no doubt about it. All right, oh, what, go ahead. What, what, what do you? What would you want the story? Like, what do you hope the story is? Like, is it going to be another Joker with the spawn? I forget the spawn spawn villain's name, but do you think oh, it's like, going to be another Joker story, or I, or do you think they're going to try in something new? I hope we don't get the Joker. I'm voting no Joker, please, no Joker. Let's get. I want something a little different. Give me something a little. Okay. Give me something a little okay. out of left field, but. What villains would you want mm. you know, Batman and Spawn fans to be, be in this? I'm trying to think of who would As be a, a good one. If, you can't, if you're not going to use the Joker, gosh, like, I mean... Uh, like Two-Face? Mm, Two-Face has a lot of potential. He does. The hard mm, thing either. with Batman Spawn is Spawn is so otherworldly mm. and powerful. 
it's tough when you pick a Batman villain to go up against him. You know what I mean? Well, how about Barbados? Now that would be like cool. if you if you want yes. to go that way out because he's appearing in the current Detective run. That's right. He, like he's a uh, Grant Morrison. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Morrison did a lot with him. Also, Scott Snyder did yep. a lot with him too. And Greg Capullo has experience writing Barbados, er, drawing yeah. Barbados too. Yeah. Maybe that that would be a good one to work in with the supernatural of Spawn. Yes, I would be really cool with that. That might get my vote. That might get my again, like you said. No matter what the villains they decide on it, again, this is going probably. If I was any other comic book that releases this date, I would just pick another another Tuesday or Wednesday to release because this is going to be the comic book everybody's going oh. to go to the comic shops to re- read. Yeah, you you, you want to avoid <laughs> avoid avoid the week that this comes out. Nobody publish anything. Just yeah. all publishers across the board need to just yeah. stop and just let this comic stomp all over the place, Godzilla style. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what and that's what's gonna happen. That's what I feel like is gonna be just shells of just this comic book and all the variants yes. the covers that are of this co- comic book. Yes, and I'm sure there's like thirty variants oh, yeah. or something, thirty or forty variants. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, according to the the investigations, Kevin, we're gonna get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So yeah, you're gonna have plenty of choices. Okay, plenty yeah. of choices. Some and of them will really, even be, gonna be signed. There's gonna be more Kevin. announced too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, if they don't do more, I'll be surprised. Okay, come on. Uh, <laughs> it's, Todd it's Todd McFarlane, man. Like, yeah, man. Anytime I see Todd McFarlane comic book, I expect like 40 covers. So. Yeah. And all of them are drawn by him. <laughs> yes. Because he, lo- he loves that stuff. Okay, well, the next big thing that we have to talk, of, talk about that jumps off the page, obviously, is going to be the Dark Crisis Infinite Earths number seven. End of the event. This is really, outside of Batman Spawn, of course, is the big news coming out of these solicitations because it looks like DC is is going to deliver us yet another reboot of some variation, Kevin. We don't know how soft or hard this reboot's going to be, but they're marking this as the dawn of the DCU, and... They're really pushing that everything is 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 going to be a big reset of some form or the other. We have one shot of Nightwing kind of Jesus style, right, with the blue glowing light and all the multiple planets behind him. So obviously Nightwing will take a very, very important role at the end of Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths that leads into the dawn of this new DCU. So Nightwing's super important, and then we get several shots of all of our iconic DC heroes. You have Bruce Wayne, Batman, looking all Frank Miller-esque. You've got Clark Kent Superman. You've got Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, Arthur Curry, Aquaman, Barry Allen, Flash. got Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. And then you have a panel with the classic... Perez, Wolfman, Titans of Cyborg, Starfire, and Nightwing. And then, last but not least, is everyone's favorite, the Big Red Cheese, Billy Batson. Uh, So, that's what you get. And and, and I was going to say, all excellently drawn by Dan Moore, who continues to be, like, the best artist right now going on. I agree. It does. Does a fantastic job, no doubt about it. So that's the best. Like every, char- every character, like, he, it, I don't know why. But anything drawn by Dan Warrior, just like he's knocking it out of park right now. In, yeah. in terms of, like, best artist in the industry for me. I agree. No, no, he's white hot. That's the yeah. big news, really, from the DC Comics 
solicitations. I think everything else pales in comparison. <laughs> this is really the big well, the big news. You, you didn't want to talk about how the Batman family has about like 30 titles uh, just itself and then 10 other titles that are just starring Batman or Nightwing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, out, it's out of 56 total titles. Yeah, so 40, 40 out of 56, Kevin. That's yeah, it's still Batman centric. No, no, yeah. no doubt about it. Get, get your Batman fill, but Seriously. on top of all the variant covers. Yeah, yeah, no, but just going to Dark Christ on Infinite Earth, it's going to be interesting because it does seem like this event, what it's leading up to is going to be the opposite of the original crisis where the original crisis yes. was just focusing on one Earth and not anymore. Right. I, I, my prediction is that we're going to get, like, which is the most obvious prediction, is that by the end of it, the multiverse is back. Yeah. The, there's going to be multiple characters that are probably going to be sent off to their own Earth. The GSA yeah. will probably be on their own Earth for officially because that is something that we got at the beginning of Infinite Frontier that it was shown that that's going to, that was the case. Yeah. And this is just going to confirm that, that the GSA is going to be under our own earth. And I wouldn't be surprised if other characters are, get similar treatments. None that come to mind right now, but like I said, maybe some minor characters will get that, get that for them. Yes. W- what I'll be most interested in is which you see that in the teasers is that the characters that are being promoted, which I know for fans of future state and the future state characters aren't going to probably be happy me saying this, but it does seem that DC is going to go back to just focusing on the classic Justice League characters along with the Titans. Yes. Um, which is kind of going against the whole Infinite Frontier direction of let's focus on the new generation of characters because there's always a new generation of heroes that it, DC introduces every 10 years. Yeah. So it seems like, <clears throat> at least from the covers, we're going back to Batman, the classic Batman, Superman yep. Wonder Woman and all those, along with the Titans, getting some some love finally, and hopefully a good run in twenty twenty three because they have not had a good run for a while. Right. But that that just leaves a question: is what is the plan for John Kent? What is the plan for Yara Thor? What is the plan for Jace Fox and other characters that DC has heavily invested in promoting as the characters that are going to be taking over? Even going into Dark Crisis, they were promoting those those three specifically as characters that you should expect to be the main characters of the DC universe move after this dark crisis and dark crisis one is going to solidify that fact, but it does seem like they're now going against that, which isn't surprising when you're given all the stuff that's going on with WB discovery and DC for itself. But again, I'm going to be interested to see how that is goes over with a lot of fans that were kind of looking forward to that. I know that a lot of those comics haven't been selling that great, but I'm going to be interested in to see if like kind of like that new 52 effect, is this going to turn off the, New readers are is and is this new direction after Dark Crisis going to bring back readers because DC hasn't had a good track record of bringing back readers nope. since like the Flashpoint Flashpoint happened and ever since then it, they've had a struggle uh, bringing back all those readers that they turned off to, because of the Flashpoint reboot. Yeah, the problem with turning off readers is every time you turn off readers, every time you give readers an off ramp to leave your product it gets harder and harder to bring the same number of people back. And so that law of diminishing returns can really add up to you. I'm not surprised by any of this. I mean, I do the sales articles on the website and the sales for these comics have sucked. So DC's got to make money and even more so now than ever before, because there was a day, my God, Kevin, there was a day back, now I'm going back forever ago, okay? But like in the 70s yeah. and 80s, Warner Bros. couldn't give a crap whether DC made money. They just didn't care. Yeah. They didn't care. They didn't care about DC. They're like, whatever, they're there, I don't really care. Whereas Marvel, in the 70s and 80s and 90s, they had to make money because, remember, they weren't owned by anybody back mm-hmm. then, right? 
DC was the one who had the big corporate overlord subsidizing them. Marvel had nobody, so they had to hustle, right? They had to hustle. They, they, they had to be aggressive and make money. They had no choice or they were out of business, right? Well, DC Comics now, more than ever before, has to make money. They just have to. So I'm not surprised at all that they're no. getting rid of stuff that wasn't making money and trying to bring back stuff that they think will make them money. The problem is this. You kept, you gave readers so many off-ramps. Mm-hmm. So many off-ramps. Ever since Flashpoint hit, you've given readers so many off-ramps that at some point, it's hard to bring everyone back. Yeah. Because you know what the reader's going to say? Use me, for example. I took the off-ramp. I'm out. I did it for New 52. Well, yeah. Rebirth got me to come back. Well, then what did you do? You burned me again yeah. with and Future it, it, State. It, it, so at some point, if you keep telling me to stick my hand in a box and it pricks me, I'm just not going to do it anymore, right? <laughs> and, and I would say even, even before Flashpoint, I remember like Brightest Day and yes. things like that. that were, like DC has slowly been giving a lot of off yes. like you've been mentioning. Because yep. it wasn't even like Flashpoint was the biggest off That's the biggest off ramp. <laughs> Like, but even before that, going back to Infinite Crisis yep. back in the early 2000s, yep. that kind of started the wave of let's do hard reboots or let's mm-hmm. do confusing things of bringing back continuity, taking off continuity, yes. and all these little things. I mean, I feel like every event since Infinite Crisis has been that instead of being an entry point, it's yes. been an off ramp type situation. Yes. And like I said, Flashpoint was the biggest example of that and the biggest perpetrator of it, mm-hmm. along with New, New 52, which I know it's a love or hate for a lot of them, and it's not even in, in between for a lot of fans. No, no. So either you love New 52 yep. or you hated it. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I'll be interested to see what Dark Crisis does, because I do think that, like you said, uh, the focus back on the classic characters is going to be a whole thing. Yeah. And I don't think that they're going to do away with characters like John Kent or Yara Floor. I think they're going to be sticking around. I just don't think they're going to be in the roles that maybe their fans were hoping yeah. that they would be in terms of prominence. Yep. Yep. I think that we're going to continue getting Yara Floor as Wonder Girl, most likely not Wonder Woman. Yeah. And they're going to try and continue to push her because I think she's the bit she, out of all the new characters that they introduced, she's the one that is getting a lot of focus. I think John Kent will probably end up receding a little bit because of his dad returning. And sure, even though Superman titles, even with Clark Kent as the main character, we've seen it that Superman has continued to just kind of not you, sell well. And it's, you it's mean the one planet, that you see. Uh, planet Hulk yeah. Superman? Planet Hulk yeah. Superman? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think even before that, even Brian Bendis coming onto the title, that did not help help mm, them. And even the, before that, the man with the reverse like minus is touch. A title that like has been has been constantly just like slowly receding back into like in yeah. the sales charts. Every new run has not helped out. So I don't know what they're going to do with the Superman franchise. Same thing with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, they've invested so much in. I don't think that's going to stop. But yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with 2023. I think it's really unpredictable, especially like we've talked about last week with the WB Discovery stuff yep. that's going on and it's continuing to go on. I think the latest rumor is that Comcast may buy a lot of the WB properties if they don't buy WB straight up. Yeah. I think that's the latest rumor that I saw online mm-hmm. this past week. So there's a lot of unknown. And I think that's a lot of the business side of things, but also mm-hmm. just DC in general has just had a hard time bringing back readers. And I don't know if the focus on the classic justice league, which they like to be fair to them in terms of that side of things for fans of those characters, they've been focusing on those characters, even in new 52, that was the whole, Yep. direction of new 52 was the focus on those yeah. and that didn't work out nope. <laughs> so it's not like they just haven't tried this before Mm-mm. so i don't know how well this is going to work out for them for people that are concerned about the next generation not being focused on 
I think Nightwing is, while this might be controversial for me to say, is a good character to, if you're going to focus on next generation characters, yep. Nightwing is the best representation of that because he is the original sidekick. Yeah. He is the one that represents a character that does not need to become who their mentor was. No. Like mm-hmm. they could become somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think what a lot of these newer characters need is that their end game cannot be becoming Batman. It cannot be becoming Superman. It can't be becoming Wonder Woman because yep. they're also just going to be waiting forever. Just like I would say mm-hmm. with like Connor Kent, Cassandra mm-hmm. Sandmark, mm-hmm. you have a lot of Donna Troy and Bart Allen. You have all these, you have so many generational characters that are waiting in the wings that are forever stuck being 16 years old. Yeah. That you don't want that for the next generation of characters you want them to be more like nightwing where nightwing is able or even like barbara gordon where she became oracle mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you want characters that are able to find a future that is yep. not stuck with just one path you want multiple paths for them and that they also carve out their own legacy uh-huh. and nightwing is the best representation of that is that a character that is able to go beyond the character that was their mentor uh, hands down. and that and that's what you want because i think that's kind of one thing that has failed in terms of like with the John Kemp Superman that mm-hmm. his end game was becoming Superman. It wasn't becoming his own man. You got it. And that you're, you're always for old school, for newer fans, maybe this won't be the case, but for older fans, they're always compare him to his dad. Yeah. Like he will never get away from being compared yeah. to his dad because he's not creating his own legacy. He's just nope. following the legacy, yep. which is fine if you want to dedicate it, but you have to do it in a unique way of exploring this, what it means to be Superman and all that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they've done a good enough job in terms of convincing fans that that's a good thing to follow. Yep. So I think the best, and we see this with house, like Nightwing is a solid seller too. Oh yeah, he is. That you do want them to build, if you're going to build up that fan base, build up a fan base that you want to see that evolution of a character that can become even greater than yep. their mentor or like mm-hmm. a path that where they're becoming their own person. And I think that's the best way for it. If you're going to have Yara Floor, you're going to have John Kent, that's what you need to focus on is what is their, what is their legacy within the DC universe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, the best thing about Nightwing is when when the Wolfman Perez Titans shifted him from Robin to Nightwing is they gave him a new trajectory. He never wanted to be Batman. Mm-hmm. That wasn't his goal. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't his that wasn't his objective, and that allowed him to become his own character mm-hmm. and gain yeah. his own position in the DCU. You got to let characters get their own identity and their own destiny. Yeah to create their own place in a universe. I think what DC needs to do, it's tough to predict, but I think for 2023, if they want to do this, if they want to try to succeed where they Mm -hmm. have not succeeded in the past, they need to do a couple of things. One, first, they need to be confident in who they are. They need to know who they are and be confident in it. DC has lacked confidence in who they are since the 1980s. And it's that lack of confidence in who they are that has caused all these constant changes to their continuity and their characters. They lack confidence. Be who you are. You are not Marvel. And that's a good thing. You're different. You offer something different. Lean into who you are. You are a bunch of classic characters, and that's okay. You're not Mm -hmm. going to be gritty and you're not going to be realistic, and that's okay. Your characters are going to live in places like Gotham and Metropolis and Keystone, not New York and Chicago, Philadelphia. That's okay. Once you're confident in who you are, then you need to bring back the multiverse in full. Put all of these characters back on the Earth where they belong, mm-hmm. and then stick with it. Stop picking yeah. at your continuity like 
a scab that never heals. And that's what they've been doing ever since Infinite Crisis. That's what started. Yeah. I'd say Identity Crisis started the whole series of constantly picking with your continuity. And it's never stopped. And you got to stop doing that. And I think if they bring back the multiverse and you give all the characters their own Earth where they belong, then you give them the freedom to grow into who they're supposed to be. And, hey, look, the market will dictate what the market dictates, okay? But at least you put people in a position to succeed more so with the multiverse template than you have in the past. Yeah, and I think also focusing on why people love the DC Universe, which is, I think it, Legacy is a big reason why people love the DC Universe and the family aspect. Because yep. I think the biggest thing that has hindered the DC Universe in general is that they focused on the part of Batman that doesn't relate to other characters, mm -hmm. and which is the dark and grittiness. Mm -hmm. And they try to inject that into every other franchise. Yes. And I said this in one of my Twitter posts from this past Saturday when it was Batman Day. The thing that's made Batman such an everlasting character is not that Bruce Wayne is interesting because Bruce Wayne isn't that interesting, to be honest with no. you. No, his, his world, his, it's his world. Yeah, and who's in that world is his supporting cast, which is his family. Yeah, and his family, along with the villains, mm -hmm. are what make him such a great character. Right, because you have all these other characters that are part of the Batman legacy. That's right. That could either become Batman in the future when they grow up. That's one idea, or they become their own person which we see with Nightwing, which yep. we see with Oracle, which we see with yeah. Tim Drake Robin kind of becoming his own man, Jason Todd becoming Red Hood, mm -hmm. and all these characters that, or like even Duke Thomas becoming Signal, mm -hmm. they, they become their own identity, they forge their own identity, and I think that a lot of Batman fans, me included, that's what I love about the Batman franchise in general, is that there's this legacy that's being created that an example of how Batman inspires this entire group of characters yeah. to become better, and say what you want about some titles that are selling, at least they all flesh out of a world that is different types yep. of characters. It's not everybody becoming Batman. Right. That's not what the Batman franchise is about. And if you think that it is, then you don't know the Batman franchise, yeah. to be honest with you. Because no. like, that's not the end game for any of these characters. And I think that's the mistake that DC has done is that they'll take the, oh, Batman's successful because he's a dark and gritty character. That's not why he's successful. No. And... And then the other thing is that, oh, everyone wants to become a pseudo Batman. That's not why, that's not all the characters. Not everybody wants to become Batman. And I think that's the problem with all the other titles is that yep. with Wonder Woman, oh yeah, Yara Floor, Donna Troy, Cassandra Sandmark's endgame is, they, they need to be Wonder Woman at some point. Right. Like that's why they were created. Um, same thing with it. Superman, like Connor Kent, John Kent, yes. they were created to become Superman. No, that shouldn't be the case. They should be inspired by Superman. Yes. Or like, or somehow definitely and then they forge your own identity whether it is be, like you could tell stories where they become superman in future which they i think that's what's cool about disease the miniseries yes but that's a miniseries on another universe right that shouldn't be the main universe that's part. Right. it should be like how each of the characters in, within the batman legacy which within the superman legacy within the wonder woman legacy how they're forging their own path and i think the only franchise that, that has done a, a solid job with that but not always a great job is the Green Lantern, where, like, everybody's a Green Lantern, obviously. Oh, right, yeah. But there, there's a bunch of characters that are becoming their own person and how they forge mm -hmm. their own identity within the Green Lantern franchise. Yeah, absolutely. And the only thing I hope with Green Lantern is that maybe start spreading out some of the love to the other Lantern Corps and bring back the emotional spectrum. Yeah, that'd be kind of um, cool, actually. And maybe make, like, Jessica Drew, like, a Sinestro Corp or, like, Kyle Rayner, a Blue Lantern or stuff like that. That's what I would hope for mm -hmm. with the Green Lantern franchise that they continue not to do. Yeah, But again, in general, you want to build that. And if you want to really, if DC is dedicated to exploring legacy for all these characters and and like a wide variety of characters that 
is for the family that that's what the focus should be on is how each person within a legacy character is becoming their own person and forging their own part of the Superman or Wonder Woman legacy. I agree. I hope they are able to handle reestablishing the Infinite Earths properly and use that. Yeah. Use that. It's a really good literary tool. It yeah. could help them out. It mm-hmm. really could help them out a lot. It really could. Yeah. It offers you flexibility that you don't normally get with just one universe and it offers you an it's so much easier to handle continuity too by the way mm-hmm. with the multiverse yeah. It, it, yeah. It, i know it seems con- counterintuitive that a more complex system makes it more simple but it does <laughs> yeah and, and also just leaves it so that way the characters could focus on their own sets of characters instead right. of having a guest star of another yes. char- from another group and all that so yeah. and you could always bring them together for a big event and stuff yeah. like that or you could still have the Justice League title, for mm-hmm. example. But they should stick to what their what their universe and building out their universe. Because like really the only successful universe right now is the Batman That's universe, it. to be honest. That's it. And well, Gotham I mean, is continue and you look at what yeah. got happening with Gotham in the modern age, all the writers are basically making Gotham a bigger city than yes. it used to be, where like every there seems like a city within a city of Gotham yes. City now. It's huge. Which is fine. Which the fans are accepting. Like they fans are. are accepting of that. Like like that if because they they're like, Yeah, Gotham's a crazy place. Why wouldn't there be different corners for different characters? Right. Almost every Batman character now has like their own blood haven like Nightmare yes. does. Yes, I mean, look, well, Kevin, when when forty out of your fifty six titles are Batman franchise related titles, I mean, at some point, now I and again, I get why DC's doing it. They got to make money. I understand. I understand that. But at some point, if you want to have long term success, you you can't keep relying only on Batman. Mm -hmm. You're getting your teeth kicked in by Marvel every month, and the reason why you're getting your teeth kicked in is because Marvel's got like ten different franchises that they consistently put in the top 25, and you got one. You, that has to change. That has to change. Also, it negatively impacts the rest of your titles, too, because, like, any Batman fan that would be interested in buying, like, another title, yep. they're busy buying all the Batman titles. Exactly. So they're not going to be investing in a Superman nope. title or a Green Lantern title because nope. they're like, I got 10, 10 Batman titles on my pull list right now, so, like, I don't, yep. have, the, I don't have the room to try anything else. Right. So, um, and there's a lot of mentality of that. Like, oh I, yeah, as much as people don't want to admit that, that there is that. Like, you're just cannibalizing your audience because they're like any Batman fan is just going to stick to the Gotham universe, basically. Absolutely. And see, one thing that I would love for DC to do, and maybe do into 2023, if I was in charge of them, is I'm not sure if everybody was reading it, but Batman Urban Legends was a great example of what I would love for oh, DC right. to do with all the characters. Is like, give me a Green Lantern, right? Uh, anthology series give where every, every month every month you have a one-shot type stories or two three issue stories where yeah. and there's multiple stories going on in the same because you have so many characters i think those titles especially when it comes to green lantern yeah or superman or mm-hmm. or wonder woman i think those will be really good for those comic books and because then you're giving a reader oh hey let me learn about these characters because and then have Wonder Woman star in one of the stories yeah. along with Wonder Girl and like, interacting with the character, same with Superman interacting with Connor Kent or Kara and stuff like that. I think those type of titles would work really well if DC invested in that and make that the second, honestly, make that the secondary title for every franchise yeah. is make an anthology series. Because if you are dedicated to the legacy characters, that is the best way to do that. Yeah, And we see that how well it works with Shonen Jump yep. over in the manga side of things that, a big thing that helps a lot of these new mangas sell is because they're part of the same Shonen Jump series that My Hero Academia is right. in, that Jujutsu Kaisen is in, and all That's these right. other popular series. That helps introduce people to, because they're, oh yeah, I'm 
it's in Shonen Jump, so I might as well read it because I just bought it. Uh-huh. That should be the same mentality because it helps introduce readers to characters or franchises that they wouldn't have known because they're because they're reading it for My Hero Academia, and then they they find Jinkaluna that we just reviewed for the manga podcast. They right. wouldn't have normally picked that up. You and I wouldn't have normally picked that up, but because it's in Shonen Jump, we picked it up because it's there. And we're like, oh yeah, let's read it. Why not? What does it hurt? That's something that DC should definitely look into doing of like, let's, how about we release this ongoing anthology series instead of re- releasing a series for one character that isn't going to probably sell as well. And we've seen history not, not sell well. Yep. Agreed. I like that idea. I think that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And make it like no more than three ninety nine, and give us like six yeah. different stories in there. Like right. just sometimes you got to eat the cost a little bit. And just because you want to, if you, especially if you want to mm-hmm. make a franchise sell well and get up there with Batman. Cause right. like right now they don't have anything other than a Batman franchise. They need to right now. They need to be in the process of building up more franchises. And if you got to eat a little bit on the upfront mm-hmm. then that's what you got to do. They have mm-hmm. to start. It is vital i mean so vital they grow their other franchises or like right now captain or i I keep saying captain marvel it's shazam Um, shazam (laughs) and and black adam are about to have they're both going to have back-to-back movies within a year of each other yep why isn't there a shazam family anthology series right should be there where you have one one story with shazam billy bats and shazam another story with black adam in it and then you have another story with one of the like mary marvel or one of the other like that would be a that shazam is actually a perfect yes uh, character to have an anthology series for all his cast of characters that not all of them are popular even billy batson's captain shazam isn't popular black adam is a big seller either no none of them are popular but put them all together maybe that will actually make it work and he's the perfect character he has enough characters for fans to like absolutely you do a shazam family anthology series yep ongoing that actually might actually sell well yep i'm on board with that idea i think it's a good idea as i'm looking at everything it's hard to guess for 2023 for me because i think a lot of it's in the works as far as movies and tv shows we just don't know if they're actually going to happen or not to be honest with you like i'm sorry i love the legion superheroes kevin but I'm not holding my breath for that Legion of Superheroes live action TV show. All right. Mm-hmm. Just between you and me. I don't think it's yeah. going to happen. Okay. I just you don't. don't. You don't want that Brian. You don't want that Brian Bendis Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> TV show? Oh, what a gem. Uh, you are getting an animated movie though. So. That I think we will get because that's probably easier to pull off. But a live action show Legion Superheroes. That's an expensive show to do, Kevin. It's a lot of aliens, a lot of sci-fi. That has to be a phenomenally expensive show to do. I just don't see that happening. It's a franchise, even though I love it, it's not popular, and it doesn't sell well. So (laughs) I don't see why you would do it. Not under the current scenario at Warner Brothers, why they would greenlight that. Yeah, and it's honestly just tough judging what's going on with like all the movies and TV shows announced because unlike Marvel where say what you want about the MCU or whatever, there's at least a clear direction yep. out there and they, they're dedicated to that. It's like they announced yep. it. That means that you're probably going to do it. Whereas with DC, they could announce all the projects they want, but we don't know if they're going to happen because like we just saw Batgirl get canceled after it finished filming, after it's in the middle of editing and all this money. Yep. You're almost trepidatious about any other project. I don't know. Like I keep thinking that Blue Beetle at any point is going to get a shelved, even though it's, or I think they're almost done filming it. Right. And you don't know what's going on with the flash. Then nope. Aquaman, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is the last movie that's scheduled. And that so that we have right now, if you count Black Adam, there's five movies and that's it. We don't know anything beyond 2023. We don't know if there's a new Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot. Nope. We don't know what's going on with Superman. We don't know what, like, 
the only guarantee is that we're probably gonna get another Batman with Robert Pattinson, and that's it. Yep, that's it. I, I think in terms of like that's not been filmed yet. Yep, because everything else has been is either in the can or like about to be finished. Because I think Blue Beetle is the only one that's still filming new new stuff where they haven't finished their original filming yet. Right, and that's it. Right, and like, as far as it's hard to be predicting with WB Discovery right now. Not- we're so up in the air that I can't use what, what, what DC has planned for no. for their, in their live action or animated to judge their comic books right now because it's almost like 2023 is so up in the air with a- anything that like the only guarantee is that we're going to get probably still 30 Batman titles. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm with yours. It's easy to kind of guess with Marvel what comics we might get based on what MCU TV shows and movies are in the pipeline. You can't do that with DC. Yeah. You just can't. I mean, do I think that, you know, DC is going to make a big push on a new Aquaman comic in 2023 because they got Aquaman of Lost Kingdom coming up at the end of the year? Maybe, but yeah. I'm not holding my breath on it because that's, yeah. again, that's a, that's a franchise that not they haven't done much with. Yeah. Do I think you're going to get much? We're going to get a Doom Patrol comic. We're going to get a Peacemaker comic. I mean, odds are no. It's hard yeah. for me to look at what they have set for their TV shows and movies and say, yeah, we're definitely going to see this in the comics. Yeah. I just don't yeah. see it. Yeah, and I think, like, you could base it off, like, the the poster, the banner that they had released with Dan Moore, right, drawing all those characters, that all those characters are going to likely get ongoings. And in terms of, like, predictions, I think that maybe DC will try, especially with the current crop of writers that I've noticed, is that I think they will invest in the Titans a lot. I think we're going to get probably two Titans comic books, ones with the the classic Titans of yeah. Nightwing, Starfire, Cyborg are going to be the big... I could see them being set up as the next big three. Because especially yes. if they're going to be with the Justice League there, I think that was on purpose that they want, maybe Joshua Williamson will write, hopefully, like if my <laughs> pick is that if Joshua Williamson writes a Titan series, because I think that would be awesome. Right. Is that they're going to probably try and set up those three characters as the next big three, mm-hmm. finally, which is well-deserved for those those three characters. Because I know they tried with Cyborg. They It worked for the most part, yeah. but he's receded into the background a little bit where he doesn't really get that much attention anymore. Yeah, unfortunately, but I could see them trying to focus on the Titans again to make them a big title. And then we'll probably either see another Teen Titans title or a Young Justice title in 2023 as well. One of those one of those two. I don't think they'll run at the same time. It'll be either Teen Titans or Young Justice. I would have said Young Justice before, but I don't even know what the animated series. We don't even know if there's going to be a new season. It seems like there's not going to be. Right. Unfortunately. And then. The Young Justice current series has been not well received. Like I know I dropped the Young Justice miniseries yeah. for Dark Crisis because it was not good. It was not good personally, <laughs> and and I don't know if how it's done in the sales charts. I don't know if like they'll want to invest that and they'll just no. go with the Teen Titans branding because the Teen Titans branding is still strong. It's still strong. Teen Titans Go, yeah. yeah. Teen Titans Go has kept the Teen Titans branding alive for Agreed. for the most part. They do have the Titans show, obviously, but I think Teen Titans Go has kept Teen Titans being a brand that is as known as Batman. I agree. I think, I think it's probably Teen Titans and it's Batman and Teen Titans because of the of the cartoon when it comes to the next generation of kids. Yeah, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see. I I guess we'll yeah. get, I, I don't know. It's This is weird. DC's kind of weird. It's in this weird period. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking, when you look at all the iconic characters that are going to be bringing back, they're all going to get their own solo title for sure in 2023. Mm-hmm. It just makes me wonder, what writers do you have to pair up with these characters? They just don't have enough good writers right now. You got yeah. Joshua Williamson, but he can't write everything, okay? Yeah. He can't write everything. Can you, maybe I, I, they'll, I know, like, maybe Tom, they'll bring know, like, back Tom. some writers like Peter Tomasi. Mm-hmm. 
That would yeah, be awesome. They did bring back Jeff Johns. He's right. He's do, working on all the GSA titles. That's right. So they're keeping him at what Jeff Johns does best is GSA, I think. And yep. Yep. We, he's also still a big name with DC fans. Oh, yeah. He's big. Uh, and like you said, Peter Tomasi would be a great name to bring back. Yeah, I mean, he would be. Tom Taylor, his Nightwing has been selling well. His Dark Dark Knights yep. of Steel and also DZs have sell, sold yep. well. So this he's was... still a big name there for yep. them. I could see someone like Jordi Belair, whose pure writing has done well, in, in turn, but I don't know if she's been doing mostly coloring for them. So yes. she hasn't really written a title for them. But yeah. she's like all the, the comic books that she's written, like her Buffy stuff has been good mm-hmm. and uh, other things have been solid. So I would, I would look to see for maybe finally her not do just coloring and maybe do some writing uh-huh. for them because she's definitely talented. And then outside of that, nothing comes to mind. Like I see Gail Simone coming back maybe because she, she's, she's been doing more the indie route of like just working on for both all, all companies. But again, I really don't know. Cause their, their crop of talent isn't as like, it's not it, good. It, it's solid, but like none of them have broken out as no. that probably DC has hoped. Because I know yep. Tom Taylor is the biggest talent that has broken out a lot. Yep. I know Chips Zdarsky has been writing Batman right now, mm. but I don't know if they're going to. I think he's happy right now writing Batman and, and Daredevil because he's busy with both those titles. Right. So I don't know if they're going to pull the money for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though they should because Chips Zdarsky is awesome. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in terms of the talent pool that they have because. A lot of their talent, they're in a similar spot to like Marvel where yep. it seems like they're trying to grow the talent and it's all the new generation, but it's going to take time for that new generation to get over with the, the audiences yeah, in terms I'm, of selling. I think, I don't know. It should be interesting. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm not bullish on their on their crew of writers, so unless they switch up the writers, I'm not going to be bullish on the success of these titles. Well, it's the thing of like that. They just ended up losing a lot of their classic, like best-selling titles, and that now it's an unfortunate spot because all these new writers, they're basically now being put in a position where, like you would think, the big name writers would would need to be in, mm-hmm. but they all kind of left to do their own independent work and stuff. So it's put a lot more weight on these new newer writers to work really quickly right away on big titles so they weren't given time and they still need the time to kind of develop their voices for the dc universe and they don't it doesn't seem like they don't have that time to do it that no my only thing is uh, look i will buy literally Mm. batman bruce wayne clark Kent, superman diana prince wonder woman arthur curry aquaman barry allen flash hal jordan green lantern my beloved titans i will buy every single one of those comics but if they're written by a YA novelist, I will then immediately drop that comic. I'm just letting you know, DC. Yeah. Just letting you yeah. know up front. So pick your writers accordingly. <laughs> yeah. And for me, I, I will give all of them a try. I think I'm willing to at least give one issue to everybody, mm-hmm. if not three issues. But especially when it's a new creative team, if I don't know them or yeah, I right, right. with them, I, I yep. will give more of a shot, to be honest with you, because sometimes I want I want to be introduced to new talent. I uh-huh. don't know. But but whether it's a new talent or old talent, it doesn't matter to me. If you get three issues and that's it, really. Three issues. Um, Impress me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Because there's so many comics. There's yeah, really a lot of comics yeah. where, where we, we have a wealth of comics. That, that's a good thing about the yep. industry right now is that there's so many good comics that you do need to impress me. You do like, no, um, you're right. You're right. Right away because I, I, or else I'll read another comic that I've heard a lot about. Yep. Yep. And they're not cheap. But, so. I only have so much and money. That, that's why I think the one thing that I do think that in 2023 is that we'll see Grant Morrison come back to DC and write a big title. Yeah, I think so too. I think like, so I don't too. Know, but I think that because of Grant Morrison, I think he'll come back to like Doom Patrol or something like that where he, he just could be weird as weird as he wants. And I don't think he wants to write another big title. Like, 
Like maybe he could write Green Lantern, but he already wrote Green Lantern. He's already and, done like, it though. That, and Green Lantern didn't really actually sell that well. It didn't. It didn't sell there, well. Or, like, so I could see maybe him try like like maybe Aquaman, his hand at Aquaman Ooh. maybe. Um, I'd be, be cool with that. So that'll be my prediction is Grant Morrison writes uh, Aquaman next year. I like Aquaman. I, I would have said Aquaman or Shazam. Grant Morrison mm. writes either Aquaman mm. or Shazam. And to get him to do that, DC has to give him a Doom Patrol comic. Yeah. <laughs> See? Because Morrison's yeah. like, ah, you want me to write, write one of these two, Aquaman or Shazam? Yeah. Then you got to give me a Doom Patrol comic. Yeah. And DC's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and it might entice them too. If, like they say that also, like your your title is in its own universe too, like because of right. the multiverse. Yep, absolutely. So, like you could do go as crazy as he wants. Absolutely, absolutely. Which is a, which is the way to sell Grant Morrison on anything is that time uh, to be as crazy as he wants. Yes, yes, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Was do, do you? It doesn't matter. Like where none of the other titles will affect you. None right. of our events will affect you. You're you're on your own. Th- those are. Those are the magic words for Grant Morrison. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, look, he's my favorite writer, so I can say this. Okay, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah. It's all. It's all. Po- I'm saying this all in a positive way because, like, that's that's the be- the best Grant Morrison is when he's left on his own. Like, amen. Amen. The Green Lantern series that he wrote wasn't the best selling. He no. was. He went crazy and didn't did. care what was he going did. on with anything else, and that that actually did make it fun and cre- super weird. Yeah, it was super weird. <laughs> That I that I know that that's probably why Green Lantern fans didn't gravitate yes. too much because oh. it, it went too weird. <laughs> it went too weird for them. Oh, I guarantee you, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's yeah. all I got for DC Comics. Is there anything else from DC Comics for no, you? I think that's it. I think that's it. I think again, they're in much more unpredictable spot than Marvel yeah. is right now. No doubt about it. All right, a Kevin. Lot of it is ba- a lot of it is based on just WB it, discovery right now. Like yeah. we just don't know what's going on with that company. What. Nope. Zaslav plan is right now, like for any brand, like nope. it's not just the DC Comics brand, it's every single brand. Like, it's I have no idea if like they'll sell off the video game division, if they'll just sell off DC Comics, if they'll sell off some other brand or yeah. syndicate everything and work, have everybody else work on projects. And WB will just be production house and it's not going to be directing anything or creating anything really. So, you, I just don't know. Yeah, it's it's impossible to predict. All right, yeah. well, there you go. That wraps up this podcast, Kevin. There's plenty of interesting things coming our way from both Marvel and DC Comics. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll be cautiously optimistic. You know, I'm a DC <laughs> Comics fan. I, I grew up loving both Marvel and DC, but I am a DC Comics fan first and foremost. So I, get, I don't know. I have like a battered reader syndrome. I just keep coming back when they offer me shiny new things like this, Kevin. This is sad. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> As always, please take a moment if you have the time to rate and review us with five stars. We would really appreciate it. And of course, hop over to comicbookrevolution.com. We'll have plenty of things coming your way this week to delight and entertain everyone. Until next time, Kevin, everyone out there, be good, be safe, and viva la revolucion.